everyone. It's that time again, time for the Glean Podcast. My favorite hour of the week and one of the fastest hours of the week. We hope everyone's doing well. If you're in North Carolina, we hope you stay as cool as possible. I always tell people when it gets this hot that I don't know why anybody would want to go to hell because it's a lot hotter than this and I don't like this. <laughs> but anyway, we're glad you're with us tonight. And uh, we want to start out with a little housekeeping right quick. So if you're on Facebook, you know what to do. Click the like button. Click the share button. And it's doing your part to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. And all you got to do is click a share button. So if you're on YouTube, you can hit the like button. You can share it as well. You can text it to a friend. A lot of people are wanting to know what's going on in in the world today in these end times. And we've been discussing about the rapture. Uh, And tonight, what we're going to talk about is... What happens during the tribulation? Who Who's going to be where and, and what's going to be going on? Where are they at? So uh, without further ado, we're going to jump in the word and we're going to begin this discussion. And we were talking about the rapture uh, the last couple of weeks and we've talked about, you know, who will be in the rapture. Then there'll be those that will be left here. But starting out, the church is going to be in glory. Because it says that Jesus is going to come in a cloud and with a shout in a moment, the twinkle of an eye, we're going to be caught up in the glory, receive glorified bodies. And we'll be there during the tribulation, which is approximately seven years. So during that seven years in heaven, what what will be going on for us, the ones of us in the church that will be in glory in heaven with Jesus? Well, I I know uh, the scripture tells us in uh, Romans 14 and verse 10 that uh, we all will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, that's not a judgment of whether you're saved or not. Right. uh, Because if you're not saved, you won't be in that judgment. (laughs) Right. But this is a judgment of uh, our works, what we have done. And... uh, you know, in First Corinthians chapter 3, he says if, uh, you know, he's talking about the foundation, of course, that he's laid is Jesus Christ. And he says there's no other foundation that uh, can be laid than that which is laid. And so Jesus Christ is the foundation of our salvation. And then in verse 12, he says, Now if any man build upon this foundation, Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall uh, be saved, yet so as by fire. So this judgment seat of Christ is, uh, as I said, is not to uh, judge us whether or not we, you, you know, we've been saved or not, uh, because only the saved will stand right. at this judgment. Now, 
here we are rewarded, judged and rewarded according to our works. If we, uh, it says, if we build with precious stones and gold and silver and so forth, uh, that will stand the test of fire. Mm-hmm. And if we build with wood, hay, and stubble, that is a, a wrong attitude or a wrong motive mm-hmm. for things that we've done, even though we may be doing what, what God has asked us to do. But if our attitude is not right, right, or if we don't do it willingly mm-hmm. in obedience to him, then we can suffer a loss of reward. Still be saved, mm-hmm. you know, thank God. But uh, we can lose a loss of reward. Now, exactly what the reward will be is not clear. But, uh, you know, the Bible does say that we'll be rewarded for our deeds done in the body, whether they be good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that, that will be one of the things that will take place uh, while the tribulation is going on here on the earth. And uh, the Bible's not clear at what time or what point, you know, that will take place, whether when we first are raptured up or whether it's sometime later on during that seven-year period. And uh, then uh, in Revelations 19, it tells us uh, that uh, the marriage of the Lamb is come for the bride had made herself ready. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, we'll be at the marriage supper of the Lamb prior to the coming of the Lord back to the earth. And, uh, you you know, if you study that, you'll uh, find that uh, he talks about uh, the bride, the Lamb's wife, and he said he took John, the apostle John, he was saying <clears throat> that the angel took him up into a high mountain and he showed him the city of the new Jerusalem mm-hmm. that comes down from God out of heaven. And he calls that the lamb's wife, but it is associated with the church, mm-hmm. the blood-bought church, which is the body of Christ. And also through uh, Paul's teaching, uh, you know, he always uh, relates uh, the body of Christ uh, in the same way that a man and wife is right. married, that the body of Christ will be, uh, you know, joined to Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we will be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and that's just prior to the return of the Lord to the earth to establish his kingdom here upon the earth. So outside of that, the Bible doesn't give us much information on what, what we will be doing during that whole seven-year period. Uh, but I'm sure whatever God has for us, it'll be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll be reunited sure. with loved ones that's gone on before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to, to see the patriarchs of old. Yeah, uh, We'll get to see the apostles. And most of all, we'll get to see Jesus, spend yeah. time with him, yeah. and, and get to see heaven. Yeah. How wonderful a place that is. Um, I guess, you know, for, for the Christian, that seven years, of course, is is a great time. Uh, we look at seven years down here and we think, man, seven years, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. But the Bible says that a thousand years is as a day and a day is as a thousand years with the Lord. So yeah. in heaven, probably seven years 
for down here is probably just a few minutes. Yeah, won't be long. <laughs> won't it's, be long. Uh, as fast as time is flying by down here, especially when you get my age. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to think I would never uh, get old enough to get to be 16 to get my driver's license. Yeah. And uh, when I finally got to the age of 16 and got my driver's license, it ain't slowed down since, no. you know. So, yes, time with uh, God will be uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, the God only limits us to time frame. Yeah. Uh, you know, but God is not limited to time. Yeah, I, I, I think, and I may have uh, talked about that a little last week, but I think some that what people don't realize is, God is not in time. God created time and he put it on the earth yeah. and we live in time, but he's not in time. He's God, mm-hmm. you know, so he understands time. Yes. Cause he created it, but you know, seven years up there with him is just going to be just a, a moment, but f- we'll move ahead. Cause I think, you know, that pretty much covers uh, being in glory and it's exciting but um, what will be going on here on the earth? Because, of course, not everybody's going to make the rapture. Not every person that goes to church. I believe that they may be preachers that's going to be left in pulpits. There'll be saints left in seats. You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of chaos going on, uh, especially right when the rapture happens. Uh, because, you know, I've heard people talk about, you know, uh, in the last days, if if you're not saved, make sure you own an airline that the pilot ain't a Christian. <laughs> you know, but people think some of that's a little crazy. But you know, if if you got a believer that's flying that plane, and the rapture happens, and these believers on the plane, they all gone, but the sinners are still on that plane. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be people in cars because the world will be going on as normal, and just all of a sudden quicker than the snap of a finger, it'll become total chaos, worst, the worst thing the world has ever seen. You know, communications will be down. Uh, there'll be a lot of death and destruction here on the earth. So, you know, what what will go on, walk, walk people through the, the seven years and what will take place during those seven years? Well, it actually, if you study the book of Daniel, chapter 7 and 8, uh, you know, all, of course, all of a sudden, it'll be strange that uh, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. millions of people are have disappeared from the earth. Uh, I noticed, uh, but, you know, in the last several months especially, that uh, they're beginning to talk about UFOs again. Yeah. You know, they did back in the 70s and in the 80s. Uh, but they'll they'll have some kind of explanation. In other words, even in the midst of all the chaos and the trouble and the confusion that's going on on the earth, trying to figure out where all these people come from, then will appear the Antichrist, the man of sin. Uh, And, you know, we saw from 2 Corinthians chapter 2 that... uh, that man of sin cannot be revealed mm-hmm. until that which hinders is taken out of the way. Right. And, of course, we believe that's the rapture of the church. And so 
you know, there, there'll be a lot of confusion going on. Whether he appears the first day or not is not clear, but I'm sure very soon mm-hmm. he will appear on the scene and he will, according to the book of Daniel, he'll have a, a wisdom about him. Uh, you know that, uh, and it'll be, a, of course, deceiving. Mm-hmm. But uh, that he will be a man of peace, uh, yeah. and he will seem to have all the answers to why these people have disappeared. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, uh, you know, people will say, "Well, uh, won't people know that uh, the Lord has come and caught the church away?" Not necessarily, because uh, the Bible says that uh, you know them that have rejected God, Mm -hmm. he will cause a strong delusion to come upon them and that they would believe a lie rather than to believe the truth. Right. But uh, I'm sure the Antichrist will have an answer of where all these people have, they may be uh, uh, alien abduction, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why all these people are missing and and so on. And uh, so... uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, he will make a covenant with Israel for one week, mm-hmm. which is a seven-year period, mm-hmm. and according to Daniel chapter 9. And, uh, of course, that one week is a seven-year period. And uh, if you read the, the book of Daniel chapter 9, it talks about 70 weeks of years are determined against the people of Israel. And they were in Babylonian captivity at that time. And so from the time of the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem, uh, that until Christ or Messiah is cut off or crucified, Mm -hmm. 483 83 years Mm -hmm. have been fulfilled of that prophecy. But what God didn't reveal to Daniel was the church age, which Mm -hmm. has been almost 2,000 years now, uh, between the 69th and the 70th week, which Mm -hmm. is yet to be fulfilled. And that 70th week of prophecy or seven-year period is known as the tribulation period, will be determined primarily against the nation of Israel. Because uh, if you study also the book of Romans, chapters 10 and 11, uh, the Apostle Paul was talking there about, uh, uh, you know, Israel being the natural olive branch right. and being broken off and uh, we as a wild mm-hmm. olive branch being grafted in. Then he said, how much more if a wild branch can be grafted back into the vine, mm-hmm. then how much more? can the natural branch be grafted back in. And it also says that in that time, in that day, that uh, the whole nation of Israel shall be saved. And so, uh, you know, Israel will be regathered into their homeland. And, uh, you know, they, of course, uh, at first will fall for the Antichrist. Mm Now, I, I personally believe that the Antichrist will have to be of a Jewish descent. Right. Uh, because, if you know, if not, then they would know that he's, he's a false mm-hmm. Christ, you know. So I believe that he will uh, be of Jewish descent, and uh, they will accept him as their Messiah. And uh, the book of Daniel also talks about that he will— uh, 
you know, uh, have a, a charisma about him. Mm-hmm. He will draw people, uh, you know, and it said he will destroy wonderfully by peace. In other words, he'll talk about peace, mm-hmm. you know, and unity and harmony and all of that. But at the same time, on the other side of his mouth, he's talking about war and destruction right. and taking control over all the world. But uh, in studying the scriptures, we know that only one man will ever rule the entire world, right. and that's the Lord Jesus Christ when he establishes his kingdom here on earth. Now, some people have uh, wondered, will the tribulation be worldwide? Uh, in a sense of how we deal with other nations. For instance, uh, our uh, neighbor in Canada mm-hmm. or Mexico, uh, you know, we have certain guidelines that we go by right. in how we do business with them, how we trade with them and so forth. And uh, we have certain agreements between us. And, of course, if all of a sudden Canada uh, or Mexico, you know, were to all of a sudden change their rules Mm -hmm. of how they uh, are laws of how they deal with us, it would affect how we live, you know. So in that regard, uh, you know, it could have a worldwide effect, but... uh, in studying uh, the book of Daniel, you'll find that uh, there are 10 kingdoms that are raised up mm-hmm. during that time, and he only rules over those 10 nations or 10 kings, right. 10 kingdoms. And three of them rebel against him, and, of right. course, they turn against them and they're destroyed. And the Bible doesn't say whether they are replaced by three others, you know, uh, they could possibly be, but the Bible doesn't say. But uh, he only conquers 10 nations or 10 kingdoms in the whole world. Right. And so uh, he will be going about, you know, of course, trying to get himself established and uh, as being a wise ruler and, mm-hmm. you know, te- solving the problems of the world. Uh so in a sense, there will be a, a certain amount of peace during the first part of the tribulation. Mm-hmm. He allows the Israel to reestablish their uh, worship as they did in the days of old and their uh, sacrifices to God, you know, blood sacrifices like they did in the Old Testament. But during the middle of the tribulation, which is called the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, he breaks that covenant. And also, according to Matthew chapter 24, during this time, he will enter into the temple in Jerusalem and he will set himself up as God to Mm -hmm. be be worshipped as God. And, uh, of course, they will realize at this time that uh, he is the false Messiah, that he's not the true Messiah, uh, and they will be, uh, the Bible says, carried away on the wings of a great eagle mm-hmm. to a place where they're kept safe. And, uh, you know, somebody said it was a secret place, and they call that place Petra, 
<laughs> which, uh, but if it's that's what it is, it's not secret. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But anyway, uh, they'll be protected during that uh, time of Jacob's trouble. And uh, uh, during the first part of the tribulation, the Bible talks about the 144,000 mm-hmm. Jewish evangelists. And uh, they were they're sealed out of the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. And they will be declaring the gospel during that first part of the tribulation. And no doubt a great number will be born again, be saved. And that's why, you know, we were talking about the fact uh, some people were saying that that Henry and restraint is the Holy Spirit. Right. And in a sense, it's true. It's the Holy Spirit working in the church, mm-hmm. the blood-bought church, that is holding back or restraining from that man mm-hmm. of sin from being revealed. And uh, so he cannot come on the scene until the church is raptured out, caught up. And uh, so... Uh, but during that time, the 144,000, they'll be going forth preaching the gospel. And, uh, you know, as I said, no doubt uh, many will be born again during that time. Uh, and then at the middle of the tribulation, when he sets himself up as God in the temple to be worshiped as God, uh, the two prophets... Mm-hmm. And a lot of people argue about who the two prophets are, right? Uh, you know, but it's not so important as who they are as what they do. What they do, right? You know, and so I'm not worried about who you know to argue mm-hmm. about who the two prophets will be, but uh, you know, I I believe that uh, of course they will be true prophets. They'll be prophets of God, and. Uh, that during that time, they also will be interfering with what the Antichrist is trying to do here on the earth. Right. And, uh, you know, the devil is a, a deceiver. The Bible refers to him as the great deceiver. But he's really not as smart as some people uh, want to think that he is mm-hmm. because, you know, he's been whipped one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh when Christ, uh, the Bible tells us in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, they said that he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, contrary to us, and nailed it to his cross. Mm-hmm. And he made a show of them openly, talking about the devil and right. the demons of hell. Uh, oh, he defeated them openly, triumphed over them, and made a show of them openly. And then, of course, it said that he that ascended, what is it that first he descended into the uh, lower parts of the earth, and he led captivity captive in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, Mm -hmm. and he led captivity captive. We understand by studying the word that uh, in the old covenant, there was a place in hell called Abraham's bosom. Mm -hmm. In other words, they were two separate parts. There was a part where those who believed in the prophecies of the word uh, that the Messiah would come, and they believed in that, they went into a place called Abraham's bosom. Uh, You read the story of uh, uh, the rich man Mm, and and, uh, the beggar, you know, and... uh, 
it said, you know, that uh, when Lazarus, who was a poor yeah. uh, beggar, uh, you know, when he died, it said the angels bore his soul away into the bosom of Abraham. And then it also said, by and by, the rich man died, mm -hmm. but he lifted up his eyes in hell, mm -hmm. in flames of torment. Some people have argued that hell is not a real place. You know, if it was a real fire, it'd just burn you up. But, uh, you know, I believe that uh, the people that deny Christ and reject God and his dealings with them, uh, that they will go to the only sin that'll send you to hell is rejection of Christ, right. God's gift of his son. Right. And uh, so uh, they will receive a, a body that will not be burned up, mm -hmm. just like we'll receive right. a glorified body like unto Christ's glorious body. And if you read the 66th chapter of the book of Isaiah, it says that even during the millennium, that there will be uh, certain moons and Sabbaths that the earth will be opened up and men will be able to look down into the earth in mm. the lower parts of the earth and they will see the worm where it says where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. Right. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that'll be an incentive to them <laughs> <Yeah>. not to <laughs> rebel or, uh, you know, uh, to do things that are not right. But uh, also the Bible says that during the thousand years, Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit. And uh, so at the end of the thousand years, now you think about this, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 talks about uh, that, uh, you know, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And his kingdom uh, shall reign over all the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, his kingdom will be everlasting kingdom. Right. You know. And so uh, you think about he, his reign will be of righteousness and peace. Mm -hmm. And uh, you think about the fact that you've lived for a thousand. This is talking about the natural people that yeah. are still on earth. See, Everybody is not going to be destroyed after right. the rapture happens or, you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, or when Jesus comes at the end of the tribulation, there's still going to be nations and peoples mm -hmm. upon the f natural people in flesh bodies like mm -hmm. we have now still here on the earth. Uh, and we, I mean, in other words, who would we be ruling and reigning over right. if they weren't? Wasn't nobody you know? here if there weren't nobody here. And uh, so Revelations chapter 20 talks about that we will rule and reign with Christ for that thousand years. And uh, so at the end of the thousand years, after a thousand years of righteousness and peace on the earth, uh, it says Satan will be loose for a little season. Now, we don't, again, we don't know how long mm -hmm. a little season in God's order of right. things, how long that is. I'm sure it won't be a very long period of time, but uh, it'll be long enough for many to fall after him, fall after him. Mm -hmm. And uh, But it almost seems that, uh, that before they have time to even get started in rebellion against yeah. the rule and reign of Christ, 
God will rain fire and brimstone down upon them, and they'll be destroyed, and Satan himself will be cast into the lake of fire where the be, uh, the Antichrist and the false prophet are, mm-hmm. you see. And so, uh, you know, we, we know that uh, then the Bible says that uh, we'll receive, a, a, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, that God, Christ, will have offered up his kingdom mm-hmm. to God the Father. And we'll enter into the endless eons of time. So... There, uh, you know, will be a lot of things going on on the earth, uh, you know, and but what's a, it, it's almost uh, funny to me. Uh, I mean, I know people will be suffering terribly during that time that, uh, you know, don't believe in God or won't receive Christ. Uh, but it's almost funny to think about that the whole time the Antichrist is working, you know, to uh, take over the nations of the earth mm-hmm. and to rule and reign over them, God still has his servants here on earth mm-hmm. that is going to interfere with what he's doing. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, finally that uh Satan is given power to uh, destroy them. And uh, in three days, they their dead bodies will lie in the street. And we're talking about the two, the two witnesses. Yeah. yeah, two witnesses. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll want to have a great celebration because these prophets have been tormenting them mm-hmm. all during this time, you know, telling about God you know, yeah. and teaching about Jesus, you know and causing signs and wonders to be wrought in the earth. And uh, so uh, they'll, they'll probably say, you know, we, we're going to have us a great celebration, you know. But the Bible says on that third day, which will be the last day of the tribulation, mm-hmm. the Bible says that the spirit of life enters into them and they see them going up into heaven. Right. Now, that's an amazing thing. I, I think about, you know, the devil has to be stupid to think that he can overcome yeah. the true living God, mm-hmm. God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, <laughs> you know, that's already whipped him sufficiently mm-hmm. on the cross of Calvary, uh, that how he even has a chance yeah. of defeating him and taking over the world. Right. But you see, he, 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 that's what he's always uh, desired. Some say that, uh, or believe that uh, he was probably uh, the worship leader mm-hmm. over the angels of heaven. Yeah. You know, he's one of the archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. But, uh, you know, he rebelled. He, the Bible said, uh, he was perfect in all his ways in Ezekiel chapter mm-hmm. 14. Yeah. You read about that, uh, that uh, he was perfect in all of his ways until iniquity was found in him. Right. So what he got to thinking was, you know, he was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt uh, 
he was God's creation, yeah. and he was a beautiful creature. And uh, but he began to desire the worship and yeah. praise that people and angels were giving to God, mm -hmm. and uh, he wanted that for himself. And he said, "I will yeah. exalt my throne." above the stars of God. Mm -hmm. No, he won't. God mm -hmm. said, no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. He said, I will ascend up into the height. I will exalt my throne. Ah, and you know, and God yeah. said, uh-uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 you won't. And so he was cast out of heaven, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, some believe that uh, when he was, and it said his tail drew a third part of the star, which were, representative of the angel, right. the third part of the angels fell with him and uh, they fell to the earth. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, he will never be able to conquer the world. Right. He never will because only Jesus will ever rule and reign over all the earth. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there'll, there'll be a lot of things in the last part of the tribulation when the, that's when the wrath of God yeah. is poured out upon the uh, inhabitants of the earth, those who have rejected him. Right. Now, the beautiful thing is that the Bible tells us, I believe it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, that God has not appointed us unto wrath, right. but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So God will not pour out his wrath upon the earth until all of his people are gone from the earth. Right. You see? Yeah. So uh, we don't have to, if we are, you know, ex we've accepted Christ as our Savior and Lord, uh, and we are looking for his appearing. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible we mentioned last week, uh, in our study, that uh, he's coming for the the only warning that he gives us about uh, the, him coming to catch away the church is watch. Yeah. You know, we talked about that last week. He said, watch. And a number of times he said, watch. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what, are, what are we to be watching for? His appearing. Mm-hmm. Because he could come at any moment. Right. There is no sign given right. about the rapture. Right. I mean, he could come at any moment. Mm -hmm. You see, that's why he said watch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you these people, you know, try to say, well, uh, I was talking to one guy a while back, and he said he wasn't sure he believed in the rapture anymore. You right. Know? And I said, oh, oh, you don't. And he said, uh, no, he said, said I, I've been studying, you know, and uh, he's talking about the blood moons and different right. things, you know, and which I believe uh, he was wanting to know what I thought about that. And I said, well, I really hadn't given much thought to it, but uh, I'm sure that it's signs. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus said in Luke 21, verse 25 through 28, he said in verse 25, there'll be signs mm -hmm. in the sun, the moon, and yep. the star, and in the earth, yep. distress of nations with perplexity. 
Yeah, and this is what uh, we're seeing now. You know, that's that's what we're seeing now. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, nations. I mean, not just uh, uh, America, mm -hmm. but all nations of the world seem to be in a state of complexity, mm -hmm. distress because they see things happening in the earth. You know, and they're they're wondering what what in the world's going on. How how are right. we how are we going to survive in this, you mm -hmm. know? And uh, with the pandemic of coronavirus and, you know, Jesus said in the 24th chapter of Matthew, these things right. are the beginning of sorrows. Yeah. So if what we are witnessing now is the beginning of sorrows, that means there's more sorrows coming. Right. But the, the thing, you know, I'm not saying that to scare people, but just to tell you, you know, be encouraged because Jesus said, but you see that you be not troubled. Right. In other words, if we are born again and we love Jesus with all of our heart, we are serving with every fiber of our being, doing all that we know to do to be a faithful servant, to obey him, to do what he's called us to do then we, we don't have to be afraid. Right. Why? Because uh, the rapture's going to take place. Yeah. And we're to watch. Yeah. And uh, I think I might have mentioned uh, last week uh, or one of the sessions that we had that a, a fella asked me one time, said, what makes you think you're better to escape the tribulation than those who go through it? And I said, well, I'm not any better than them. But I said, I'm taking Jesus at mm -hmm. his word. Yeah. In Luke 21, verse 36, he said, watch. There's that word again. Yep. Watch. Watch. Mm -hmm. Watch and what? Do, and, pray and pray that you be counted worthy to escape that hour mm -hmm. and to stand upon or before the Son of Man. Right. So that's the rapture. And uh, also in the epistles, you know, he talked about he's coming again for those who love his appearing. Mm-hmm. When the Apostle Paul, you know, of course, the last, uh, about the last three years or so of his ministry here on earth, he was in prison yeah. in Rome. And, uh, you know, he really had free run of the prison. Yeah. And he was allowed visitors. And a lot of uh, Bible scholars believe that that's when he wrote a lot of the New Testament yeah. while he was in prison. And, uh, you know, he, he said in one uh, place, I believe it's in First Timothy, he said, for me to stay and, uh, you know, further instruct you, mm -hmm. he's talking about the believers, in the words of righteousness, it'd be for your benefit. Yeah. But for me to go on, depart and go yeah. on and be with the Lord, be better for me. Yeah. He said, I'm in a strait betwixt the two. Yeah. In other words, the way we'd say is I'm between a rock and a hard yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't made up my mind yet what I want to do. But then in 2 Timothy, he said, well, the time of my departure is at hand. Right. He's, he said, you know, I believe he finally made up his mind. I've done all I yeah. can do. I've obeyed the vision that mm -hmm. God gave me, and I've held back nothing. I've done I finished the work. I not mm -hmm. only started, right, but I finished yeah. the work. Yeah. And he said, henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, and not for me only, but for them also yeah. who love his appearing. Right. So you see, 
if when we're watching and pray, we're 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 not uh, you know just locked up in a, a room somewhere or hiding. Yeah. You know, while we're praying and while we're watching, mm-hmm. you see, we we are busy occupying. Yeah. Doing what God has called us to do, mm-hmm. and uh, so when He comes, there's a, a scripture in the twelfth chapter of Luke that talks about uh, a Lord or a master mm-hmm. who left his servants in charge, and he went away, and he said, "I'm coming back again." And uh, you know, he said, uh, when he comes back and finds his servants so doing what he's asked them to do. They will be blessed. Mm-hmm. And he said he will, we, you know, I've always thought the first thing I'm going to do when I get to heaven, I'm going to fall at the feet of Jesus and yeah. worship him. But according to that scripture in Luke chapter 12, it says when he comes again and finds his servant so doing mm-hmm. what he's given them to do, it said he will make them sit down. Yeah. And he will gird himself up, yeah. and will serve them. Yeah, that's just he. That's that's what Jesus said. Yeah. Somebody said, "Oh, now he won't do." Oh, yes, he will. Yep. Because when he came, when he was here in the flesh, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "I didn't come to be ministered to. I come to minister." Yeah, right. You see, now he deserved to be ministered to because mm-hmm. he is the not only the Son of Man, but he was the Son, Son of, of God. God. Yeah. But he said. My mission is not to uh, you for all of you to serve me. My mission is to serve you. Mm-hmm. You see, and uh, he said that that's why I can't. He said I didn't come to be ministered to. I came to minister. Mm-hmm. Minister what? Minister life. Yeah. Minister eternal life. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus did. He was faithful in his mission, mm-hmm. and he's accomplished his mission. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. And then he's given that same mission to us as a body of Christ, as a church, to share the love of Jesus with those that we come in contact with and realizing that we are living in the last of the last days prior to the tribulation. We need to be, if if we're going to do anything for God, Mm -hmm. we've got to do it now. Right. Time is running out. We, we don't have the time that we have no, had. No, huh? Every day that passes by, we're one day closer to the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be busy about what God has called us to do. And, uh, you know, don't be troubled over all of this fake stuff. And, and I'm not saying that all of it's fake. Uh, you know, there is famine. There is mm-hmm. pestilence. There's earthquakes in many places. And there's wars and rumors of wars and nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and so forth. And we see that. I mean, we we see that. It's daily on the news being talked about. So we know that we're living. He said, when you see these things, know that my coming is near even at the door. Right. So we know the coming of the Lord. And he's talking about his coming to establish a kingdom here on earth. So we know that his coming is near, but he said, you occupy till I come. Mm-hmm. In other words, we we can't just uh, go hide somewhere right. and try to hoard up a bunch of stuff and think, uh, you know, there's been people foolish enough 
to try to buy up enough food to last seven years. Yeah. The trib, you know, said we'll have food through the tribulation. Yeah. Well, uh, how you gonna hide it? Yeah, people find yeah. out you got it. They're gonna be trying to come, <laughs> you know, and uh, steal what you've got. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, we don't need to be in fear. I think that's why Jesus said, "These are the beginning of sorrows." What we are seeing, but He said, "You see that you be not troubled." Mm-hmm. Why are we not to be troubled about it? Because Jesus is coming for the church. Right. That catch us away. Mm-hmm. Jesus, the fulfilled John chapter 14, where he said, if I go away, I will come right. again. And I will receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. So I know we're we're getting a little bit back in to before the tribulation. Right. But, but I, I think it's so important that we keep reminding people that, you know, Jesus is coming. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think that each day that goes by, we sense it more and more. And even people that are not saved realize that something's got to happen to change what's going on in this world. Mm-hmm. We, we can't continue going in the direction we are going. And uh, so if people that are not even saved uh, are realizing that something, something, they sense something is is going to happen, then how much more we that know Jesus mm-hmm. ought to know yeah. something is fixing to take place, yeah. and it's called the catching away of the church. Right. Praise God. Yeah. And so we've got to be busy because you do not want to miss the rapture of the church. Right. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people— because of they've seen where churches have got in there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've got, and it, you know, we have to be careful because this can get into a rabbit trail that could turn into a whole nother podcast. But through the years, you've seen, you know, these big ministries where preachers have failed, they've had affairs or mm-hmm. uh, misused money. Uh, you know, prophesied money out of people's pockets and it was for them. It wasn't of God. Uh, but people keep saying, you know, well, I, I'll get saved. I, I'm not quite ready. Uh, but, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, you might could get away with that as long as you wasn't in a fatal accident. Mm-hmm. But now we we know that that his coming is soon. We believe that there's going to be a great revival break forth and break out before the rapture, but we don't know that. So my thing is you, you can't wait. There, there's, there's a, there's a, a hastening on if you're not serving God, you've got to get right. Yeah. It's time to, and, and Satan, I'm not bragging on Satan, but, it, but it, he has done a good job at deceiving the people. Yeah. And it's not only that he has deceived sinners. I mean, you can't fuss at a sinner for sinning. That's what they do. Just like you can't fuss at a rooster for crowing. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. But Satan has crept into the church and he has manipulated the gospel mm-hmm to cause people to think that I can continue to do 
this sin or I continue to do this and I can continue to live this way. And God would, he loves me anyway. Well, sure. He loves you. You know, I had, I had a guy say the other day to me, he said, why, if God loves everybody and if God is such a loving God, why would he send anybody to hell? And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Why, if God loves you that much, you don't love him back and do what he asks? Mm-hmm. Because in a relationship, in a marriage, that's how you get married. Love is reciprocal. It's not a one-way street. So if you truly love God like he does you, you want to please him. Yeah. So I know that if doing these things displeases God, then I need to do my best not to do them. Now, sure, we're going to make mistakes. You know, the Bible talks about that. If you sin... You know, we have an advocate. So he he's made a way for forgiveness and for us to get it right. But a lot of people are still wanting to push it to the max. Mm-hmm. So that I want to live for the world and I want to live it up full until that last minute. But what people have to realize is, yes, there will be tribulation saints. Mm -hmm. There will be people saved during the tribulation. There will be Christians that are here that missed the rapture that realized, uh, I know what what happened and I missed it. And there'll be, that great number will be saved, but that might, you're not guaranteed to be one of those. Mm -hmm. You, You could be taken out. And even if you did get saved then, are you willing to become a martyr for Christ? Yeah. You know, so yeah. that, that importance of, you know, and they talk about, well, there's going to be peace there. There's only three years of peace during that tribulation, three, three and a half years. And like you talked about earlier, the Antichrist will be talking peace mm-hmm. out of his mouth. Yeah. And then the other side, it's kind of like what our governments are doing now. They're getting in front of the, the microphones in these podiums. Oh, our economies are great. These things are doing this, and this government's bad, and this leader's good, and this leader's bad. But when they're turning around and the mics are not on, out of the other side of their mouth, they're causing chaos and destruction mm-hmm. and distress of nations, just like the Bible yeah. talks about. So even in the tribulation, there's only that three and a half years of peace then, after that, I believe when God rains down his wrath, yes, if you're saved during the tribulation, you'll be protected mm-hmm. from his wrath, but it's still not going to be, you, you think you got it hard now, you you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. You're talking about if you become a Christian and then don't take the mark, you're talking about having to find a way to hide, mm-hmm. but still get food, get water, medical supplies if needed. You're talking about having to find all these things without the assistance of a government because then if you expose yourself and don't have the mark, they'll murder you. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, why would you not want to escape that? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that, well, I don't believe that, uh, you know, of course, some believe that if uh, you have, if you go through the tribulation. Uh, you're going to automatically become a martyr. No, not no. necessarily. Uh, as I said earlier, there's there's going to be a natural race of mm-hmm. people that will survive through the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you say, well, how do you know that? Well, the Bible says, uh, you know, that when Jesus comes and establishes his kingdom here on the earth, 
there will be nations of people mm-hmm. on the earth. Who who are we ruling and reigning over right. if there's no people here to rule and reign over? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, this this brings up another thought that I've always thought was interesting. You know, when God first created Adam and Eve and placed them in the garden, mm-hmm. and he told them, he said, now you take dominion. Mm-hmm. You rule and reign over all the works. Now think about it. Mm-hmm. You have dominion over all the works of my hands. In other words, God was telling Adam, I'm putting you in charge of everything yeah. that I've created, mm-hmm. you see. And uh, for example, when God brought the animal life before Adam and just to see what he had named mm-hmm. Well, you know what Adam named them's never changed. No, nope. never <laughs> he, has. He called an elephant an elephant, elephant yep. still an elephant today. Yep. A donkey still a donkey mm-hmm. today, you know. So, uh, you know, that's amazing to me that God put man in charge of his works, mm-hmm. the things he had created, the works of his hand. And uh, so he gave that dominion to Adam, but of course when Satan came to Eve and seduced her, mm-hmm. and she yielded to that temptation. Um, and, of course, Adam, you know, the Bible says the woman was deceived, but it didn't say the man was. Right. See, God had already told him, yeah. of every tree in the garden thou mayest eat, but of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And he said, for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Mm. Well, what did the devil do? Hath God said? Mm-hmm. You see, he wants you to doubt or question mm-hmm. what God's word says. Same way today. He wants you to question, well, uh, just like you said about that. Well, if God is such a loving God, you yeah. know, and if I don't mistreat nobody and I give money to good causes and I go to church sometimes, you know, and and I give some money to the church and I do this and that, surely God wouldn't send me to hell. No, God don't send anybody. Uh-uh. You got a choice. Yep. You see, the Bible said whosoever will mm-hmm. may come. Mm-hmm. But you, as a whosoever, you're the one that must decide, am I going to accept Christ mm-hmm. or am I going to reject him? Right. You see, and you can't live just any old way you want to. God didn't save you, uh, you know, so you could keep on sinning. He saved you from sin mm-hmm. so that you could live a righteous life. Right. And like you said, I know that we still make mistakes from time to time. We are not perfect by any means, but we should strive mm-hmm. for perfection. We should strive to be more Christ-like. Right. And as you said, if we do sin, the Bible said, in uh, 1 John chapter 2, he said, Beloved, I write these things to you mm-hmm. that you sin not. But if you do, you know, somehow I think he God knew, knew we yeah. would. <laughs> he said, Then we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is a propitiation or covering for our sin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yet, you know, to get back to uh, the tribulation, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be people that will survive the tribulation. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not all going to perish. And as I said, the Satan never controls 
the whole world. Mm-hmm. He never rules over the whole world. He only conquers 10 kings, mm-hmm. 10 nations, 10 kingdoms, and three of them rebel against him. Mm-hmm. And according to the uh, book of Daniel, they're defeated. And uh, as I said, the Bible don't say whether they're ever replaced or not. It's possible they could be. The Bible don't say. But uh, he only conquers 10 nations. Right. You see. So uh, does that mean that they won't be hard times? No. Right. You know, there'll be confusion and trouble, chaos going on right. uh, all over the world because of uh, the the very fact that the church had been yeah. called up. Yeah. You know, and they're in heaven with Jesus during this time, as I said, at the judgment seat of Christ, giving an account of themselves. And... Uh, and be it the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yep. Just prior to his coming back to the earth, mm-hmm. according to Revelation 19, verses 11 through 16, to establish his kingdom here on earth. And uh, so, you know, I think uh, over these past few weeks that we've made it absolutely clear, I think mm-hmm. beyond any shadow of a doubt, the Bible makes it clear that the church, the blood-bought church, is going to be raptured out, caught right. up. And, yes, yep. I understand the word rapture is not in the Bible. Right. But First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, talks about that, the catching up, the catching yep. away of the church. And uh, he said the dead in Christ would rise first. We which are alive and remain be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in there. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort ye one another with these words. Mm -hmm. So that's what uh, we can do now. Uh, You know, we thank God for the plans that God has for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, this life is not the only thing God has in store for us. There's an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians 15, if in this life only we have hope, we're of all men most miserable. Miserable, yeah. But then he said, but now is Christ risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And he'd become the first fruits of them that slept. Yeah. And then it said, and every man in his own order. Yeah. There's an order to the resurrection, the first resurrection. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christ was the first fruits. He was the first man raised from the dead to immortality. Right. There were people raised from the dead in the Old Testament. Uh, one of the prophets, I believe it was Elijah's bones, was yeah. thrown in a grave on top of a dead man. Mm-hmm. A dead man, his body was thrown mm-hmm. in the grave on a dead man's bones, and yeah. he got up and lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so they're, they're in the Old Testament. Uh, you know, there were people raised from the dead, but they died again. Mm-hmm. And in the New Testament, Lazarus, mm-hmm. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Right. Been dead four days. And uh, yet Lazarus died again. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was the first man mm-hmm. raised from the dead to immortality, right. never to taste death again. Right. The scripture makes that clear. And uh, then every man in his own order. And the resurrection of the just, the Bible talks about, began with Christ and it ends at the last day of the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. 
and he said, Blessed and holy, in Revelation chapter 20, blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection mm -hmm. of such the second death. Mm -hmm. What does he mean by that? The resurrection of the wicked dead. Yeah, because they uh, have to stand in judgment. Yeah, they'll stand before the great white throne judgment. Right. And it said, uh, you know, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Of such, the second death or the sex, second resurrection mm -hmm. has no power or right. authority over yeah. them. We won't have to be involved uh, in it. <laughs> no, we, we, we won't have to worry about that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, resurrection. So Jesus said in the fifth chapter of John's gospel that there are two resurrections, a mm -hmm. resurrection of the just, and a resurrection of the dam. Mm -hmm. But the first time we find the separation between the two resurrections is in Revelations chapter 20, the thousand years. Mm -hmm. The thousand years separate the two resurrections. Right. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, as I said, going to be people that will make it through the tribulation. They will survive. It doesn't mean that they're not going to have a hard time or... Right encounter problems, they will. Uh, but those that uh, are wicked and living for the devil, mm -hmm. they're going to suffer torment uh, unlike anything that has ever been unleashed upon this earth. Right. Jesus himself said, except the tribulation of those days be shortened. Right. They wouldn't be no flesh saved. Right. Wouldn't be nobody left. And, and there'll always be a natural race of people because yeah. everything that has been done from when Adam fell from there forward to Jesus coming, he's referred to as the second Adam. Yeah. Um, it's all about original intent. Uh -huh. God is doing everything he's doing to get us back. Yeah. To our original intent of what we were created to do. Yeah. I'm not saying that we're all going to live in the Garden of Eden, but I think when he comes and establishes the new heavens and the new earth for us to live in eternity, it's going to look a lot different mm -hmm. than it does right now. Yeah. You know, but uh, but anyway, it's 8 o'clock. We're out of time. Oh, we're done that. We, we're time. done that. Oh, do you got any closing <laughs> statements or anything you want to add right quick before we shut it out? Well, uh, I mean, I know that it's interesting that to study, uh, you know, about what goes on during the tribulation. Uh, but, you know, the most important thing, uh, and I think we've stated that, is, you, you know, if you know Jesus, mm -hmm. if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you've given your heart and life to him, mm -hmm. you're not going to have to worry about the tribulation. Yeah, that's Jesus right. Jesus is not going, the Bible said in First Thessalonians 5, I mentioned a while ago, he has not appointed us unto wrath, but mm -hmm. to obtain salvation, or you could use the word deliverance. Yeah, because salvation means healing, deliverance, preservation, safety, and soundness. That's right. That's what the word salvation means. Mm -hmm. you know? So you could say he's not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain deliverance right. through the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And the thing that I would encourage you to do, if you, if you know Jesus, then thank God. Thank God. But serve him with all your heart. Yeah. Serve him with all of your might. 
do your best to obey him and do what he tells you to do and watch. I don't mean you go outside and stand looking up in the sky all the time, but it means you're aware when it says watch, that means you are aware of what's going on in this day and hour, and you know that the coming of Christ is near. And so, uh, you know, we watch. Yep. We, are, we know we're living in that time, the season of Christ's return. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But I would encourage you to do that, you know, pray, watch, keep doing what God's called you to do. And in the meantime, you're witnessing to people. Mm-hmm. You're talking to people about Jesus. You want them to come and know the salvation, the joy, the peace that you've received into your heart and into your life, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, it. We, 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 I just don't know how to stress it any stronger right. that, than the fact that we don't have the time right. that we've had. It's running out. Time is running out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, and you, you, not only you make sure your heart is right, but, be a blessing to somebody else. Right. Share the love of Jesus with others yeah. that they too might know him. And you see, the only thing that we can take from this earth with us is more souls. That's it. That's it, mm-hmm. you see. And you mentioned a while ago, uh, you know, people saying, well, I'll, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I see what you're talking about is really happening, then I'll get saved. Mm-hmm. You may not have tomorrow. Mm-mm. We, we really don't have no promise of tomorrow. Mm-mm. That's why the book of Hebrews says today yeah. is the day of salvation. Yeah. Not tomorrow, today. Mm-hmm. Not next week, today. today. Not next year, today. Yeah. And uh, now, now, that means mm-hmm. now, today, now, mm-hmm. not, 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 not later, mm-hmm. now. And it's because, uh, you know, your life, what if your life would end today, mm-hmm. you know? That we 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 don't know, uh, you know. We we think we we're going to live, you know, a good long life, and I hope we do. Yeah, you know, I hope everybody else does. But we know that your life can be snuffed out in mm-hmm. a moment. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, at the first of the, uh, May, uh, my brother, only brother I got, mm-hmm. passed away. Right now, we wasn't expecting it. Right. He was 76 years of age. We had just spent about yeah. four or five days with him, my wife and I, and him, with him and his wife. And, uh, you know, we he seemed healthy. He seemed well. And then in about five days, mm-hmm. we got the report that he had a stroke mm-hmm. and died. Mm-hmm. You don't you you don't yeah. have no that was it that's it for him right now he's with Jesus yeah he is a born again Christian yeah he's with Jesus but you know you you can't put it off Mm-mm. you can't play patty cake with this thing no you can't fool around with the things of God yeah you either are or you ain't yep you know? and that's yeah. putting it bluntly but uh, if you're not saved then if I were you. I would commit my heart and my life to the Lord Jesus Christ because yep. time is running out. That's right. And if you are a Christian, but you you, you just don't feel like you've, you're uh, on fire, 
you, you need to take the attitude that I take. Yeah. I live my life so that every morning when my heat feet hit the floor, the devil shakes his head and says, he got up. Mm. Every day that I wake up, the devil's mad. Why? Because he knows that I know that I have authority over him. I have authority over his demons, his minions that do his bidding and his work. Yeah. And until people like us are gone, he can't do the fullness of what he wants to try to do before Jesus returns. But listen, if you're not saved, all you got to do is just right now, right where you are, would take just a few minutes. And right where you are, it don't matter if you're going down the road listening on a podcast or if you're watching at home in a recliner. Just repeat this simple prayer, and you too will be saved from what's coming to this world. Just repeat this. Say, Father. Father. I come to you now as a sinner. I come to you now as a sinner. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Of my sins. Of my sins. I confess you. I confess you. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. And I want to spend eternity. And I want to spend eternity. In heaven. In heaven. With you. With you. Now, see, if you said that yeah. simple prayer. Praise God. You just accepted Jesus yeah. into your heart. If you feel like you had once been saved and were backslidden for any reason. If you say that simple prayer, you're now back in right standing with God. Yeah. And everything that we've talked about in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you will be in glory with Christ Jesus, and you will not suffer anymore. There'll be no pain in heaven. There'll be no sorrow. When Jesus does a thing, he does it right. That's right. And we'll be taken Amen. care of. But listen, thank you again. We went over a little bit again, but I'm going to tell you, when you get to talking about the goodness of God and what God wants for his children, it's hard to do it in just an hour. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, thank you again for tuning in. We love each and every one of you. We thank you for your support. And we pray for you that God will bless you, that he will begin to reveal things to you, and that the favor of God will be on your life from this day until we see him in glory. Amen. Until next week, be blessed. Bless somebody else and tell God how much you love him. See you soon. Praise God. <laughs>